Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the third episode of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Second week in a row, we have a guest. And Brian, what's up, man? How you doing? Week is good. I can't, I can't doing, not say hi to you. I was about to get to a guest and not even say hi to you, man. Doing solid. Just want to say, you know, thoughts and prayers out to my island of Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, the yes. Today. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to everybody. Uh, I definitely want some. Hurricane. I want to put some money into J.J. Berea's. He's trying to raise like 100 grand. So oh, definitely want to get involved with that. Good but stuff. Yeah. Everybody should definitely support that. But for yeah. the second week in a row, we have a guest. That's and right. the first professional athlete. To be here on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, that's Spencer Dinwiddie yep. yes, of sir. the Brooklyn Nets. Spence, what's up, man? Not much, man. I didn't know I was actually the first professional athlete. So you are the first yeah. professional athlete. It's only our third episode. Hey, so. <laughs> I just want to say it's an honor. That's right. Thank well, you. It's, it's, Most it's, it's, interesting uh, man in the NBA. I, I'm, I'm going to agree know. with that. I'm going <laughs> to agree that he re, he really has put me up on you as the most interesting man, and I think you have a pretty interesting story. Uh, 38th overall pick in 2014 from the University yeah. of Colorado. Mm. Um, you were recently traded for to play for the Brooklyn Nets last year. Yep. So I'm kind of going to start off with that. You came to Brooklyn. Uh, I'm a Brooklyn guy. What, yeah. do you think, what do you think about Brooklyn? What do you like about playing the Nets? Don't say anything bad about Brooklyn, man. I, I will not have it. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Um, I actually have nothing bad to say about Brooklyn. My experience so far has been it's been great, man. It's, it's been the best place that I've been at so far. Mm. Uh, it's been a certain amount of fan love for sure. I mean, obviously some of it not as good as it could be because obviously we lost a lot last year and I expect that to pick up this year. I think we're going to be much improved and and so I think the love will be even greater. But just in terms of a city, it's been dope, man. Like, I mean, just, just kind of, I don't really even have many more words to describe it. It's just been dope. Good. I like that. I like it. Anybody can use the word dope with Brooklyn. <laughs> I, am, I am all for it. Last year was tough um, yeah. for the Nets and yeah. there was obviously a lot of losing. Um, how was that for you as a professional athlete? I think a lot of times we talk to athletes about mm. how's it winning? How's it being in a winning yeah. environment? But what's it like being in a, an environment where you're losing, but you know that the team is trying to build towards something better? I think um, it, it was it was interesting. It was interesting because I had been a part of one other kind of losing season. Uh, my very first year in Detroit didn't, didn't go too well. Um, 
there's obviously pressure in that situation to win. I mean, I, I wasn't really playing much, so I can't really speak for the guys that were playing, but there was pressure a lot to win, and, and you kind of see that in the locker room. You could feel that tension. I mean, I think with the culture of development that's going on uh, with the Brooklyn Nets from uh, the front office and, and our head coach and the assistant coaches, you just have a different kind of different air to the to the organization. It, it's mm. It's confident. It's optimistic um, and overall it's a, it's, a, it's a joy to be there it's a joy to go to work every day so I mean it, it's a lovely situation and, and don't be wrong like we're hungry we want to win this year like it's I mean what what NBA player what team doesn't you know what I'm saying like we want to go 82 and 0 you know what I'm saying like, we understand obviously how unlikely that is right. but we want to I mean and, and that's what we're striving to do we're also striving to develop as well and and with the the direction of the organization it, they just make it a, a pleasure to be there really so your career to this point started off in Detroit for a couple of years, mm -hmm. went to Chicago. Could you kind of educate the people on like just bouncing around what that's Ooh. like, you know, that part of the NBA that a lot of people yeah. don't know yeah, about, don't, don't really yeah. talk about, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's tough, man. It, it, it's, it's really, really, really tough. Mm. Uh, you know, obviously my story to a little, you guys touched on a little bit. It, it was a little different. Um, I was projected to go fairly high in the draft. I got hurt, went lower. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it, it hasn't shaken my confidence because I made a full recovery. So, not like not talking about the injury. In terms of talking about myself and and how I view myself, like I view myself as the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just and, and there's. And you tweet about that too. Oh, yeah, unapologetically. I, like, I don't unapologetically yeah. like put me out there. I, I feel like I'm the best player in the league. I, and there's a lot of guys in the league that feel that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So to have what's been tough so far, you know what I'm saying. Especially when you see things going a certain way in your head, obviously as a kid and growing up, mm. um, it's mentally taxing in, in that fashion. And then um, in terms of in your life, if you have people that count on you to. To, to be there and to kind of be some of their support and to not necessarily have the stability from your job, that's also mentally taxing. So, I mean, in a lot of respects, it's very much the same as a lot of other jobs, a lot of other careers with people that have a lot of people relying on them. And then in other respects, it's even tougher because your failures are broadcasted on, on a world stage. Mm. Right. You know what I'm saying? So. The best player in the league comment, do you feel like everybody should have that approach in the NBA? Do you feel like, or, you know, how do you feel about, because you're obviously very confident in yourself. Yeah. As you touched on, a lot of other players are confident in themselves. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like that's the right approach to have? Like, I feel like that's a completely personal thing. I mm -hmm. think a lot of people, and, and when I say comfortable, I don't mean complacent. I think people work hard, but I think people, some people really enjoy their roles. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't necessarily aspire to do something different. You know what I mean? Like, and, and granted, it's, there's, there's such a plurality to everything that, that goes on. You know what I mean? Like, this year, more than likely, I, I would say, you know what I'm saying, D'Lo and, and Jeremy start, right? Yeah. Which means that, at best, I'm looking at six man. You know what I'm saying? So you're looking at trying to be the best six man possible. Does that mean that then I stop there? Or does that mean, like, eventually – I want to start or eventually I want to have a team or eventually I want to lead a team to a championship or win a championship or finals MVP or, or six rings, no losses. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> why, would, why would I ever limit myself and say, like, I can't do something? I mean, if you let people tell it based on my first two years, I couldn't shoot the basketball, even though in college I shot 
high 30s last year i shot high 30s so yeah you know what i'm saying if, if i bought into what everybody else said then i wouldn't be where i am and that's kind of how i've gotten to where i am so why stop now how hard is it to stay away from that as a professional athlete not buying into what everybody says because there's so mm. much information out there right and yeah. We're going to get into this also as well, too. You got the Twitter troll. So I know as soon as Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie says, I think I'm the best player, which I'm going to sure. with you. I think you have to think you're the best at what you do. I, I'm not saying that you have to, but it's personal. And yeah. that mindset, I think, fuels you to greatness. But you know the trolls are coming after For you. Sure. They're like, what? Spencer Dinwiddie, you ain't this, you ain't that. How do you deal mm. with that, seeing, reading that, block it out, stay focused? How does Spencer Dinwiddie deal with that? Honestly, I don't block it out. I really don't. You embrace it. I embrace it. Huh. Okay. So it's, it's oftentimes, I mean, I'm sure you might have seen it on Twitter before. It's oftentimes met with a touch of sarcasm, a little bit of wit, you know. And it's for me, it's fun, you know what I mean? Because I get to blow off a little steam in my response, give them a little bit of insight to kind of how I'm feeling, not mm -hmm. too much. You know what I mean? Always remain respectful. But at mm -hmm. the same time, you got to understand, they don't know what you're doing. They don't understand what it's like to go through your life. The right. same way I don't understand what it's like to be a high school teacher. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I can I can sit here and say, you know what? You're a terrible teacher because your students have bad grades, right? <laughs> but that may not be the case. They may not show up. You could be the greatest teacher in the world, but if they don't show up to class, like are you then a bad teacher? Well, you're not even teaching. You're not teaching. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like right. if a tree falls in the woods and nobody's around, does it make a sound? <laughs> It don't matter. I never had the answer to that question. Right. Well, it my, it don't, it don't that's, that's, that's always, thing. That's always nope. the answer I have to that question. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does not dead. matter. It does why not am I matter. even thinking about that? Why have exactly. I never answered it that way? Because hey, maybe, that, that, maybe you care that's, too that's much. That's the way. Yeah, that's the way my mind works. Like in terms of in terms of that question, like when I, when that question was initially brought to me after some years, right? Yeah, I was like. Who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> you, you know what's funny though? Because I remember because. Um, when I interviewed you in like March mm -hmm. and you brought up, I don't remember why you brought up this point, but you said when people ask me if there's a glass half full and a glass half empty, I just be like, there's this glass. Yeah. Like that's how you look at kind of the world, so to speak. So yeah. this kind of speaks to what you're saying now. Yeah. I mean, because so it's, it's just there, man. Like it, sometimes we, we try to go into like, breaking it down a little bit too much but we're not understanding the true context and and like scope of all this stuff you know what i mean like you can sit here and tell me i'm trash right <laughs> i'm one of 450 people to do this yeah. out of seven and a half eight billion people on this planet right yeah and mm -hmm. i'm one of the better ones doing it like i'm, yeah. I'm not even bad like you, you when you run off the list of attributes and capabilities like Six six, athletic. You know what I'm saying? Point guard. Can shoot. Can shoot. Three to one assist turnover ratio. Yeah. Like what defense? Defense is solid. Like I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm Tony Allen, but it's solid. <laughs> so like when you start listing that out, it's like, well I mean you can say that, but when I look at the facts, like <laughs> I think I'm pretty solid. Like, <laughs> like thank you. So what you talked you talked about you embracing sort of the the trolls on Twitter and yeah. we've seen some things on Twitter recently. Uh, Kevin Durant got in trouble on, on on Twitter. Segway. Uh, and it, and I, I think that whole situation <laughs> it looks kind of suspect. That's that's what I was. What did you think about that? 
for, let me explain. For those, for those that don't I was know, surprised. Kevin Durant is. Um, it looks like he may have been using multiple accounts and conversing with himself about some controversial things that people have criticized him for he did in it. the past years. I mean, well, he confirmed it. He, he, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I can't even say may. He said that he did it. Yeah. I Were mean, you shocked at that or shocked that he did it? Or both? I think, I think the craziest part about the whole situation is, like, when you look at it with, like, Katie's image, mm. he's such a nice guy. Or mm-hmm. perceived at least to be like I don't know him. So when I say perceived, okay. I really have no backstory on him. I just saying what it appears to be. Right. He's such a nice guy and really wants to be so relatable that people are kinda just like, Oh well, it's KD. You know what I mean? Like it, it kinda happened and is now kinda blowing over and he he made the statement about like, Oh, I'm just like you guys and people are kinda letting it go. I, I for one I was I was shocked. Like I thought like somebody was running his account. And didn't switch out That's or, what I thought, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I just I started thinking of all these different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I really didn't think that it was gonna be like, yeah, I did it. Like, and the, and the way he just came back, like, the next day, like, yeah, it was me. I was like, well. Was. But I kind of appreciate that, too. Like, yeah, he, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't make it as long as run out. I think yeah. it's just like, yo, it he didn't. He didn't say I was hacked. He didn't say anything that, you know what I'm saying, wasn't the truth. He was like, look, like, he did it. Then he came out and was like, it was me. And he's still this nice guy. And so everybody's kind of like, well, it's KD. So it seems to me that you're fine with athletes responding to fans from time to time. I'm sure you also saw the Jamel Hill situation last Mm. week. Mm. Um, She's been known to sometimes go back against some Twitter trolls, which I thoroughly enjoy. I'm here for that. What did you think about what she said, her response, and how it was received by the Twitter community? In terms of discussing both of them, I would say my preference for the authenticity of it would for it to just come from your account. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I definitely would prefer that route. Um, and, and But that's just me. Mm-hmm. In terms of Jamil Hill, that, that's another kind of controversial topic. But I do agree with speaking your mind. I agree with her right to go back at Twitter trolls. I liked a lot of what she was saying. You know what I mean? Um, and, yeah, I mean, once again, you you can't take away the right, the presidency, right, has no no right to try to censor what she says. You know what I'm saying? They can't demand ESPN to fire her. You know what I'm saying? Any of that. You know what I mean? The right to free speech. So what she does and what she says, she can say. That, that's part of what our country is built on. So... I'm for it. What do you think add to that, Brian? Because I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm off that. <laughs> we, we do agree. I got nothing to add. We, I actually, we try not to give too much time to 45 on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We call him 45. Oh, okay. Uh, um, what's it called? I do want to get your thoughts on the whole Kyrie Irving, LeBron James situation. Oh, yo, did you see his face? He was like, that's y'all, messy. Y'all like hitting, it is messy. Y'all like hitting all the serious topics. But like, uh, for now. Yeah, we, yeah. We, We're getting to other stuff soon. But, um, what, what, so what do you make of like, did you watch him on first take, first of all? Kyrie Irving? His appearance there? Some of it. I think you I did. Saw, I saw some you excerpts. <laughs> so what, what do you kind of make of that whole, I mean, sounded like we're just getting your analysis on all the NBA topics right now, but what do you make of that whole situation? You know, him, first of all, like, why he would do that now? 
in terms of just the appearance on because yeah. he didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's kind of weird that he would just kind of step up and be like, oh, I'll do it. I'll talk about it before yeah. the season starts. Yeah. It almost gives you the feeling that more things are going to come out. So what are your thoughts on Possibly. that? Possibly. I mean, and, and I'll get right back to that in one second. So <laughs> let me start off with the whole Kyrie Brown thing. Once again, don't know either of them. You know what I'm saying? Not in that locker room. So it's hard for me to speak on any explicit details as to what what's going on there. See, when you're not in it and yeah. you don't have that intimate knowledge, you kind of have to, to take what is said at face value. So you take, well, he wanted to go pursue a championship. He kind of wanted to, you know what I'm saying, kind of explore his own situation. Mm-hmm. And as a phenomenal young player, I mean, you can't necessarily fault him. I mean, you, we've seen Kobe get killed for taking less money to play with Shaq, then get killed when Shaq left. You know what I'm saying? We've seen Kyrie get killed for being the main guy and losing, then get killed for being the secondary option and hitting one of the most clutch shots in history and winning a championship. Then now we've seen him get killed for – so we've seen KD get – killed for being arguably the best player in the league in OKC and then get killed for winning the championship and being a final MVP. So either way, you're going to take your hits. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if, once again, we take him at face value and he's kind of on first take trying to get it out of the way so Boston Celtics can focus on the season and try to be, you know what I'm saying, great and whatnot, then you kind of have to take it for, for what it is and for what they say. Now, if things come out later, then we'll have to discuss that later when we had the facts. I mean, honestly, like, and, and that's right. the whole thing about the NBA and everything. Like, until you had the facts, like, it could be one of anything. Same thing with the KD thing. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought that, not initially at least, that it was him. Like, I would have thought it was some other rational explanation. And then when it was him, it was like, oh, well, that's the fact. So now we got to talk about that piece. Same thing with Kyrie and Bron. I'm fine with talking about when it's the facts. I don't. I personally think everybody needs to just leave Kyrie alone. The man yeah. made his decision. Yeah, he exactly. left. It's not that big of a deal. If him and LeBron didn't like each other, that's kind of like the tree in the forest. Who cares? Exactly. There we, go. We, brought it, we brought it back to that. We're going to take a break. When we come <laughs> back, we're going to talk a little bit about Spencer Dinwiddie has a talent that some of you guys might not know about, but we're going to talk about it. A couple people told me that he's really good at this talent. I've seen some of the work. It looks good. Couple but we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more when we come back on A Hard to Tell. It ain't hard to tell where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via TeePublic. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting TeePublic online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http colon backslash backslash pub backslash lic backslash backpack get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today what's up listeners you know sometimes how it can be hard just to get from point a to point b now when i have to get anywhere and i don't want to deal with the hassle of public transportation it ain't hard to tell how i get around I always make sure to use the best car service app in the game. I'm talking about Lyft. Lyft offers rides in minutes. All you have to do is download the Lyft app, press the ride, and you will be on your way quickly. Lyft is all about happy riders and happy drivers. Take a ride with them and you'll see why 9 out of 10 rides end up with a 5-star rating. 
Lyft always has amazing offers for new customers, and I'm here to tell our listeners about a great offer today. Lyft is currently offering free ride credit to Ain't Hard to Tell listeners. If you are new to Lyft, then you are eligible, and getting your credit is easy. All you have to do is download the app and use the promo code AHTTPOD to unlock your free credit today. Ain't hard to tell who is the best car app service. So use the code today and ride out loud with Lyft. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry here with Brian Fonseca and our guest, Brooklyn Nets guard, Spencer Dinwiddie. And Mr. Dinwiddie is much more than an athlete. Some of you guys like to box in athletes, think they just do their stuff on the court, like they have no other life outside of it. But when this man is not on the court, yeah, he's not cooking on the court. He's cooking somewhere else. Exactly, and that's in the kitchen. <laughs> in the kitchen. And there you go. Got the there little chef, go. that chef thing going. Um, I was not up on this till Brian yeah. showed it to me. He's like, "Yo, you got to check out his Instagram." So it was the out. lasagna tray. He checked out the IG page. He showed me the lasagna <laughs> tray, nice. and, I, and I was hungry at the moment. So I was just like, "Damn, man! Like, I need some of that." And I checked nice. some other stuff: it's fried brown rice, curry chicken, which anybody knows me, the West Indian. And See, he brings curry chicken no. here a lot. Curry, you know, <laughs> like curry is in my blood, like exactly. flows through my veins. Exactly, that's gonna come back to bite me that I said that. Somebody's gonna find <laughs> me for that. So you really love to cook. Tell mm-hmm. me where this this came from. Mm. You know, what really sparked this interest in cooking, and how long have you been doing it? Man, um, I probably started cooking like my senior year in high school, really. Um, just kind of something to do. Just yeah, but honestly, it came from my parents. My dad's actually a really good cook. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom's not too bad either, honestly. And it was just fun for me, and it's, it's therapeutic. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of guys have their, their little things that they like to do to kind of relieve stress or whatever it is. Like, a lot of guys play video games, like, really heavily. Like, I only do that in my spare time, but cooking is, like, that thing for me. Like, I enjoy leaving practice, going to the grocery store, having something in my head, you know what I'm saying, and, and making it come to life, and then, obviously, getting the reward of eating it after, so. I totally feel you on that because I like cooking too. But one of the things I find as a, as a man always was, you know, you, you, you tell the ladies or a lady finds out you cook, people are like, yo, you cook? It's like a, a, a shock. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't like that. I, I don't like it. I think hey. you got to change that. See, here's you can't have that. You know, and, 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 and it's crazy to me because with this kind of modern feminist feminism movement Uh-oh. and all that stuff, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They preach not being stereotypical mm-hmm. and everything. But, you know, when I first met, my girlfriend and I told her that I cooked. She didn't believe me. You know what I'm uh, saying? See, it's, I, mm. it's, it's crazy. It was it was kind of like a what? And it's like, hey, we're breaking down. You know what I'm saying? Gender roles and stereotypes here. There you yeah. go. I'm a I'm a man that cooks, and I play basketball. That's what I do. There you go. That's, a, a man of many talents. That's interesting because it's interesting that you say that it's something that's therapeutic for you or something you like to yeah. do. Because I feel like a lot of guys, a lot of girls, a lot of people would think that that's work. You know what I mean? Just being in the kitchen for like an hour, two hours, depending on what you make. So. Yeah. Um, off that real quick, what what I'm gonna ask you the generic. What's your favorite, I guess, dish to cook? Because you had oh. the, the the lasagna that I referenced earlier. It was like sometime yeah. in August. You guys gotta check that out on his Instagram. So good. Lasagna was crazy. It was crazy. Um, nah, actually, my favorite thing, and even though I'm trying to limit red meat as much as possible, mm. um, my favorite thing is actually just grilling a steak, man. Like it's, it's something about <laughs> it's something about grilling a dry aged ribeye mm. that just it does it for me. You know mm. what I'm saying? But 
to what uh, to wait what are we talking like medium medium rare like like medium Okay. Like medium. Yeah. That, okay. That's me. That's, that's the only way you get. Yeah. You can't yeah. go like, higher than medium rare. Yeah. If you go, if you go higher, I'm not talking to you. If you do that, like yeah. we we're not even yeah. eating at the same it. table. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> if you if you go higher, it's dry. If you go lower, then it's like ooh, it's like damn near raw. It's like yeah. Ooh. yeah. Yeah. So like I gotta I gotta get right in that middle ground. You know yeah. what I mean? But um, actually, my lady's favorite thing that I make is um macaroni and cheese from scratch. So like a baked macaroni and cheese. She she loves that. So. Oh yeah. That's, okay. That's, okay. That's okay. her favorite thing. So when, when you, you have this kind of outlet that's off the court, like how important do you think it is for athletes to branch outside of sports and do other things? Because I'm not even yeah. just saying personally, but you never know where cooking could take you. Now somebody hears this podcast and might be like, yo, we got we got to call up some Spencer true. Dinwiddie. You want to hire him as a chef? Hey, <laughs> you never I, know what can ooh, happen. Oh, that's the thing. Hire me. Uh, <laughs> oh, you're not ready for yeah. that? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> ready for it. The problem is I don't want to turn to one of those things where they're like, we need this right now, today. Uh-huh. And it's not fun anymore because, yeah. like I said, right now it, it's extremely therapeutic and I'm pretty good at it. And I like just kind of being good at doing it on my own time. Open you know? your own restaurant. You can that, do that is a possibility. The only go. problem. Dinwiddie's. That's like, that's like a real corny name, but it's it simple, is, but, but, but it works. That's the thing. I feel like I might get a little traffic just because of the name alone. There you go. That, it, that is true. Do you see any future for you outside of basketball with, with cooking or are there things you want to do past your planet have you thought of that already oh man i know you're like that's a while off that's no, like no, when people no. like yo do you think about retiring we, we, we did ask you that we <laughs> talked yeah. about this um there's a lot of things i want to do man there's a there's a whole lot i legitimately want to build an iron man suit but that's a whole nother rabbit hole i want to go down <laughs> You know I'm here for that. And if you're trying to work on like de- designing teleportation, I'm into that too. Because oh, that's like see, so man. necessary. Oh, yeah. See, man. Especially in I, New York. I'm so over like the modes of transportation right now. It's just, I'm over it. Like this time, we need teleportation now. Hey, mm-hmm. I'm with you. My, see, my, my producer, Matt, he's like looking at us too. And he's like, yo, definitely we need teleportation. Hey, shout out, Matt. <laughs> but the Iron Man suit, I'm here for that too. Yeah, man. I mean, no, but in, in all seriousness, and I actually yeah, am serious about that, but <laughs> there's a lot of things I want to do in my lifetime. Um, it's, it's really about just kind of focusing on what, what I'm doing now, planting those seeds, and then when they come, they come. You know what I mean? But I can't necessarily focus on those things just because of not only the – the high pressure in my job, how much it demands, but also because obviously the lack of stability that I do have in my career at this time. So, mm. yeah, I can I can, def- I can definitely see and understand that. Would yeah. you write a book out of curiosity? Because some some athletes kind of go that route after a while, and a lot of people say it's probably the hardest thing to do. One of the hardest things to do because it's you know it's hard to write a book. Is that something you would look into? Um, actually, in terms of commanding the English language, I'm not much of a writer. You know what I mean? Because uh, I feel I like you would make a very, like, entertaining What about a cookbook? For, for sure. Or that. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's just not something I like to sit down and necessarily do. Mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather speak and have conversation and let that kind of drive the creative process versus kind of, like, actually sitting down and writing, like, a memoirs or whatever it is. Um... So, so no, I don't necessarily think a, a book would, would be coming in the future. But at the same time, 
there's no way to know. Like, if I create an Iron Man suit, man, shoot, the book's coming, man. <laughs> That's what coming. I'm saying. A lot of people yeah, want to know about if that. If you create the Iron Man suit, the book is definitely it's, coming. It's got to come. And you're going to be so paid. Hey. Oh, man. It's hey, we won't even worry about basketball, man. Yeah, I mean, you're playing basketball <laughs> on, like, yeah. some other galaxy. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's right. Figuring out if the exactly. tree really makes a sound. Exactly. The like, like, we're going to knock the tree down, <laughs> and I'm going to be on Mars or something, man. Like, real quick. And it's going to be fine. You talked about, like, having a voice, not necessarily writing. But what, what yeah. do you think about athletes today uh, having a voice as far as social activism? You see a lot of what's mm. going on. Bad um, Brothers. You know, I saw in the piece that Brian mm. wrote for you on Nets Daily earlier this year, you talked about being able to have a voice and yeah. why it's important and how people sometimes put athletes in that box and say, give you that stick to sports yeah. uh, mm. kind of thing. What, what do you think? You've said some things on, on Twitter um, you know, I don't say that's controversial. It was actually true. Yeah. And you brought some awareness to things, knowing about things going on with the presidency, et cetera. Do you think yeah. it's important for athletes to have a voice today? I think it's very important for people to be authentic to who they are. Like, I think it, you have to be who you are in this world. Whether you're an athlete, whether you are a teacher, whether you are the guy on the street. You know what I'm saying? So if it's in your heart to be extremely active or if it's in your heart to just speak some facts or if it's in your heart to not say anything then you have to be who you are i don't think your job dictates necessarily what it is that you can or cannot say i think you need to now with a higher level of exposure be cognizant of who's watching you right so let's not go out there and i'm speaking to all athletes influencers whatever let's not go out there and be ignorant because obviously we do have children watching us but if, yeah. if but if it's on your heart to be socially active they do it. It's, it's your opinion. I mean, when Kyrie said the world was flat, like, that's his opinion. Like, I'm, go ahead and do it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he said, hey, kids, go jump off a building. You know what I'm he's, not hurting he's, he's not hurting anybody. Like, if that's his opinion and he wants to share that with the world, then let him share that with the world. I want to follow up by saying, you know, Adam Silver sent out a memo a couple weeks ago, sort of, or it was leaked, that yeah. he's encouraging players in the league to – you know, be socially active, and you see that in the NBA, but it's something we aren't seeing in the NFL. Have yeah. you looked at the NFL situation as an NBA player and be like, yo, it's crazy kind of what's going on there with the protests yeah. and, and everything, Colin Kaepernick? How, how do you look at that situation as an outsider and just in another sport? I mean, I think, I think it, it's, it's tough. Honestly, I think as an as a athlete, as a person in a similar position, it's tough to watch. I mean, I, I saw some things, you know what I'm saying, come across social media or whatever where they were like, oh, when stuff like this happens to Michael Bennett, it's a problem. You know what I mean? Like saying, obviously, mm -hmm. how nice of a guy and stuff he is and whatnot. But it's like Cap's career may have just got, you know what I'm saying, sacrificed on the cross. Yeah. And he said the same thing eight months ago. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It, just because now Michael Bennett, a mm -hmm. guy who whose talent is above reproach, mm -hmm. doesn't mean that it's now any more or less legitimate. Now, obviously, what Michael Bennett went through is for sure legitimate. He has a serious case. But yep. I'm saying, like, it's not illegitimate because Cap is seen as a lesser player. You know what I'm saying? Which is which is the really hard part about social activism for athletes because if you're, for example, if I came out and said something very politically divisive, it's a problem. It's who does he think he is? You're saying he's barely in the league. He's not very good. But if mm -hmm. LeBron were to say the same thing, it's, oh, it must really be a problem if it's affecting LeBron James. Right. You know what I'm saying? As if almost as, as if, if we're we're right. too as if we're not the same level or class of people because he's 
perceived to be better at, at a sport than I am. You know what I'm saying? Which, which is the, the problem with people even saying stick to sports, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you're going to tell us to shut up, but then you're going to judge us at the same time. Like, it, 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 it's, it's a, it, that's, that's. What do you say to those people that say stick to sports? Do you have a response to, do you have a response to that at all? Stick to sports? I mean. Stick to their job. Do they stick to their job? <laughs> right, nobody does. Every, yeah, everything everybody. intertwines, right? Every, yeah. As, as human beings, we're all connected. Every single one of us. Right. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you're going to say to me, if you can't apply it to yourself, then you're being outrageously hypocritical. So for you to get right. on Twitter and to fire me up, right, and say this, that, and the third, and stick to sports, and you don't need to be doing this, that'd be like if I was standing outside your, your door when you were teaching, I was like, boom. <laughs> They ain't listening I'm to you. Worst, the worst teacher out there. She don't know her ABCs. <laughs> what are you doing? How do you feel like, do you feel like athletes are ever going to, I guess, get over that hump with people or it's just going to stay like the way it is? It's kind of disconnect from people understanding or not understanding that athletes don't have to stick to sports? I think there always will be a disconnect because the whole premise of sports, we're, we're the man in the arena. We're, mm. we're the Coliseum, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. and we're the fighters. So mm. there is that, there's that disconnect in general because there's a certain level of fantasy associated with what we do. Yeah. Like if, peop, if everybody in the world was capable of duplicating what it is that we do, nobody would watch, you know what I'm saying? There, there's a reason why people come and watch. They wanna see, you know what I'm saying, six, 10 people fly through the air and dunking on a rim that they could never touch. There's a certain level of imagination and fantasy associated with that, and that's why people come to watch us. Steph yeah. Curry shooting from 40 feet. You know what I'm saying? When people actually get on the court and look at from 40 feet to the basket, they're like, wow, that's really far. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So that's part of the reason why our job affords us the luxuries that it does. You know what I mean? So there will always be a certain level of disconnect because they view us as they put us on that pedestal and then subsequently want to knock us off to make themselves feel better. And they also forget that you guys are people, yeah. too. Exactly. And speaking of, by any chance, did you happen to see the Eddie Lacy story that dropped? I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. Mm -mm. So Eddie Lacy's a football player uh, who used to be with the Green Bay Packers, now he's with the Seattle Seahawks. And, you know, everyone would comment to him like you're fat you're overweight no matter what he does he could just he could just put his phone down for like a day and you know people would just yeah. be calling him overweight and things yeah. like that so he came out and there was a story that went out and he basically like opened up about all that stuff about like being fat shamed and being harassed on twitter and things yeah. like that so people don't really like understand like you guys are people too and you guys go through this yeah. so how do you kind of i guess deal with that where you know people some not all people but a lot of people just kind of see you guys as as you said like almost almost like objects to some yeah. degree yeah i mean you you deal with it how, however it is that you cope is is the is the way that you do it and i understand there's a negative connotation to that it makes it seem like depression or whatever and that's not what i'm saying at all but however you deal with whatever it is that you're going through it is kind of it, it's your 
your cross as, as a as a human being. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is that you're going through, you're you're gonna bear that. You're gonna deal with it. Same thing with me. You know what I'm saying? And and our jobs contribute to that. Our families contribute to that. Everything. You know what I'm saying as a human being, we all have these things to deal with. It just so happens that obviously as a public figure, people dump a lot of their issues on you. Mm. you know what I'm saying, but if you don't allow them to, you know what I'm saying? Personally, like if you don't really absorb that and feed into it, then I mean, it, it's a lot of static. It's just, it's just more outside noise, but it, it doesn't necessarily affect you in that, in that manner. Mm. Yeah, I, th I think one of the things in that article I read from Eddie Lacey was, you know, he just didn't understand what people got out of it, the, the yeah. attacks, the personal That's attacks. The thing, yeah. And I always find that interesting. I, I've seen people on Twitter troll other athletes or fans who think they know too much and they know everything about yeah. the game. And everybody's entitled to have their opinion. Of course. But I think sometimes people take it a little bit too seriously. We're going to take a one last break in the podcast. When we come back, we're going to talk a little about looking forward to the next season, which is coming <laughs> up. Basketball's yeah. almost back. Yes, sir. I am really excited. And we're going to talk a little hip-hop with our guest, Spencer Didwitty, on Let's the Eight Hard to Tell podcast. Sports Guru is the place where fans talk about sports via video. All videos are 60 seconds or shorter. Sports Guru makes the video look more professional and fun by adding automated on-screen graphics. You can follow your favorite sports by team, trending, new, or by people you follow, and more. Type in the title of your video and it will automatically, that's right, auto-magically go into your on-screen graphics. It's just that simple. Tag your teams and publish sports. Let's talk sports. The best new sports web series is here. It's from Backpack Broadcasting, and it's called The Sports Walk. The Sports Walk is a series where diverse sports fans take a walk and share their views at the intersection of sports and society. The entire first season is now available on Backpack Broadcasting's YouTube channel and BackpackBroadcasting.com. See what other sports fans have to say about a variety of issues in the world of sports. Watch all 13 episodes from season one and take the sports walk today. All right, welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Our guests for episode three, Brooklyn Nets guard Spencer Dinwiddie, and he's been talking with us about a lot of <laughs> stuff today. Um, it's been really good, but we haven't really gotten into the upcoming basketball yeah. season. We are less than a month away from the NBA. Look, NBA is my favorite sport. I'm so excited. I can't wait to order my league pass. <laughs> I'm so ready. I don't know about you, Spence, but yeah. I'm always watching basketball games. You can ask anybody here. Yeah. I've always got it on. Uh, how excited are you? I mean, I'm sure you feel like there's a lot you feel like you can bring to this team this year, sure. more you can show and prove. For sure. What do you, where do you think your game has grown in this offseason as we start this, this upcoming 2017-2018 season? Um, I, I would like to say all-around improvement, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's very vague. But one of the biggest things so I don't think— don't be vague. <laughs> no, 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 I got you, I got you. <laughs> no, one of the biggest things I think is uh, just being more comfortable in the system around the coaches, the staff, everything, having a full offseason. You know what I'm saying? After having, obviously, about three-quarters or so of a season. And, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's, it, there's something to be said about the— about being comfortable and having good chemistry, you know, and and having a chance to develop that with uh, with my teammates who are one obviously one through fifteen all great guys. So that's been um, that's probably been really really great, honestly. Getting a full season as opposed to three quarters of a season is that like an underrated part of your like 
an NBA player getting prepared for this upcoming year, like an edge yeah. that you're going to have? I mean, to me, I feel like it, it. a lot of it depends on role as well. Yeah. You know, um, if you're, once again, um, if you're LeBron or something, right, and you're going to be with a team for three quarters of a season, you you still kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to hand you the rock. You're going to kind of yeah. do your thing. Like, <laughs> you know, but when you got to come and you got to learn a system, you got to kind of fit in in this spot or be a little bit more aggressive in this spot or, you know what I'm saying? And you're trying to really feel things out and right where you fit in and right where you can stand out and all this stuff, it's, it, it's, it's tougher to come uh, late for sure. Do you like – I assume you do, but do you like uh, Kenny Atkinson's system? He likes to get up and down, kind of oh, yeah. spread the floor, get open threes. Oh, yeah. It worked for you last year. Yeah, no, it, it was great for me. Um, they also inspired a lot of confidence. They kind of, you know what I'm saying, gave me gave me a little bit more freedom to shoot the ball from, from mm-hmm. three, and, and obviously there was market improvement there. Um, I, I really enjoy playing for him. I love the system. Um, I love everything that we're trying to do in terms of pace and space. And and I look forward to seeing the growth, especially with the new roster and, and the improvements, uh, I just think, on the overall talent level. Mm. You talked about chemistry, and I'm, I remember talking to Isaiah Whitehead um, a little bit over a month ago about yeah. this. And he felt the same way. He said it's a really good group of guys yeah. bonding together. He, he feels excited about where the team is is headed um you talked about kenny atkinson's playing Mm -hmm. style and and liking that what do you see a role with the team this season you see uh, some of the playing time going up i'm trying to put a plug in there for coach coach i can spend some more honestly honestly i hope so um but there's no way to know right now. I think right. training camp and the preseason are going to decide a lot. I think, obviously, preliminarily, we're looking at D'Lo and uh, Jalen starting, you know. So I'm trying to uh, get whatever minutes are left after that. You know what I mean? The acquisition of D'Angelo Russell, yeah. I think, surprised a lot of people uh, prior to the draft. But a lot of people have, have liked the, the move. What did you think about the move and adding him to the guard, the talented mix of guards that you guys have? Yeah, no, I mean, I think the organization um, in terms of preaching development and the future and going forward, I think that's what they did with that move. You know, Brooke obviously being probably the best net of all time, at least statistically, mm. you know what I'm saying? Not to disparage Vince or J. Kidd or, right. you know what I'm saying, those guys, but at least statistically being the best net of all time and to kind of let him let him go and to try to kind of look for the future, look to the future, sorry, um, with a former number two pick, I think uh, – I mean, you obviously kind of see where their head's at, so it's time to kind of come together and make that uh, make that a smart move. With your contract situation, it's pretty yeah. un- pretty unique compared to like most other NBA players. Yeah. So, you know, does that give you a sense of urgency? Like, what does that kind of do for <laughs> a player in that situation? Because a lot of people don't really talk about this. A lot of people don't talk about players that have like you know non guarantees, partial guarantees. So, yeah, if you could break that down for us. Oh. Um, He's like, I mean, no, I'm trying to get paid. No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. I, I honestly, I just want to play basketball. And then, you know what I'm saying? Money, money can come either in the sport or outside the sport, whatever it has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I mean, it, it's everybody has a job, right? Usually you sign whatever deal it is you sign. You're there for the year at the very minimum. And then if they fire you, you can, like, re- report yourself to, what, workers' comp or mm-hmm. some right, file for unemployment. Some, you yeah. can do some yeah. <laughs> and, and, and get some money in some form or fashion, right? Well, I mean, when you're a non-guaranteed guy, like, at any point in time, if they decide to cut you, then you don't get anything. So that's uh, – I think that that should tell you how urgent I am. I mean, you're, you're used to a certain – a certain way of living you're used to being able to do certain things and and trying to build for the future for your own 
family, you know what I mean? And, and at any point in time, obviously, the rug can be pulled out from under you. And that's not just due to poor play. Like, you get hurt, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Anything can happen, you know what I'm saying? Like, literally anything, whether it be off the court or on the court. And so you're, you're always on your P's and Q's, period. Always, mm. You always got to. Do, do you feel like it helps keep that, that hunger alive for you? Because I, oh, I can man. understand that because I do freelance work, so I understand. Same. That's kind of like non-guaranteed. We're kind of in the same boat, so yeah. I understand keeping that hunger alive. Do you feel oh, like yeah. it keeps that hunger in your belly? For sure. For sure. I mean, how could I relax? How could I not have that hunger? You know what I'm saying? The moment I yeah. go into the gym and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll let Jalen beat me today. Right? That could be my last day. Could yeah. be. Can't be sleeping. That's yeah, true. that could yeah. be my last. Like, no. Very sure. No, no, no. Arian, you come for everybody every day. And I love those guys. Like, like I said, 1 through 15. And our two-way guys and some of the G League guys, you know what I'm saying, that, that I've been in contact with from Summer League and all that, all great, great human beings. Like, I love them all, literally. But – you step on that court. I want to. I want to let them know what time it is. Not only do I feel like I'm the best player in the league and want to be viewed as the best player in the league and win championships and all that, like I want to be the best player on the team. Obviously, it starts there. You know what I'm saying? So there's there's no player or person that I feel like I have room to give. You know what I'm saying? Space to or or give. I don't know, but just just be nice, be lenient. I don't I don't have that luxury. Ain't got time for that. Yeah, what, ain't, ain't got no time for that. What could you say about? the culture of the Brooklyn Nets organization now. Culture's become kind of a buzzword. Mm. It's thrown around a lot. Yeah. Jokingly on Nets Daily, we said that there could be a drinking game every time the word <laughs> is used. That would be drunk. <laughs> I started that. And basically, so, like, what could you say about the culture of, like, the team right now? Everyone yeah. seems to be very optimistic. For sure. Um, yeah. A lot of good guys on the team as well. Sure. So what could you say about that? Uh, I mean, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. So a lot of good guys. The culture is very optimistic. Um, moving forward, it's all about how that translates into, you know what I'm saying, tangible progress. I think that's what everybody's waiting to see. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Development, progression, hopefully more wins, and just kind of continue to see us chip away at that stone. Like, we understand, you know what I'm saying, we're not, we're not going to hit the stone once and it just crack. We're, we're, we might have to hit it 10,000 times in the same spot. And we may not even see any change, but on that 10,001st time, yeah. you know, maybe that stone cracks. You said more wins. How many? How many? Oh, I can't put a number on wins. <laughs> I know. I tried. No, 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 no. You tried. You tried. I mean, I, you I can't. Ask like a I can't nail media day. I know. I can't nail down a number. That's too hard. There's 82 of them. Anything can happen. You know, we, we might catch the calves sleep and sweep like you anything can happen in the NBA you know what I mean but I think uh, a couple of our players have thrown around playoffs like I don't know what's gonna happen Mm. I think once again like I said earlier in the on the podcast we're trying to go 82-0 yeah so that's that if I'm gonna throw out a number that's what I'm gonna throw out 82-0 no matter how unlikely it is that's what we're striving to do every time we step on the floor we want we want to win the game there you go I can can always respect that attitude we talked about culture I'm gonna shift a little bit over to Hip-hop culture. Uh, this, this guy, Brian, made me aware of your top five MCs list. As I of, saw, like, last year. As, as of last, last year. year. So yeah. I don't know if it's changed. Can we, can we refresh that? Oh, so, I I, so I have it. You had Jay Nas, Big, Eminem, and Three Stacks. And I looked at the list, and I was like, yo. Are you thinking about changing it I was it like, right yo, that list, that list is pretty solid. Now, if you really want to make Brian happy, then you have to put in Freddie Gibbs. Not you a have shot. To. Not a, not a shot. Not a shot. No, okay. I didn't not a shot. So. I didn't think so. <laughs> J and Big mandatory. 
because Jay's resume obviously is best rapper of all time. Agreed. Big. Second guest in a row to say that, by the way. Oh, who was her? Uh, we had a Robin Lumberg on last week, and he also agrees Jay's the best of all time with me. Yeah, I mean, just the resume, the longevity, even the project he just put out, 444, I mean, he... He's done it. You know what I'm saying? Don't tell Lonzo Ball that, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, I mean, you know, young, young guys had their opinion. And I, and I think even his comments were probably a little misconstrued. He's talking about what he personally listens to. I mean, you can't, can't go against the greats. I mean, as, as quiet as it's kept, Eminem has an argument for greatest of all time, too, just in terms of, like, what he actually did and the fact nobody wants to go bar for bar with the man. You know what I mean? Um, that's true. Who we talked about in terms of – not greatest rapper, not top five, mm-hmm. but he doesn't miss Drake. He makes all that other music. He sings and does all this other stuff, so he's not in that top five rapper discussion. But mm-hmm. I'm just going to reference that conversation we had before we got on the show. He does have the Midas touch. He went, like, about eight years without missing. Mm-hmm. So you got, you got to just kind of say, like, kudos to Drake, even though he's not a top five rapper. My, mm-hmm. my cousin, who uh, Marley Paul, who's, like, a big Drake fan, he's going to listen to this podcast. He's going to smile. He's like, see, Dex, I told you. Drake is hot. He's got the Midas touch. That's hey. always his argument. But is, you, you, the, your list had a lot of greats on it. People, yeah. I think people that uh, people put in a high lofty status yeah. in hip hop. Is there anybody today that you think uh, is approaching there yeah. or right there? Because there's a guy today who I have. I, he's now coming to my top five, and I've, I've put him in there. Who? Colin Kendrick. That's Kendrick. 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 I, have, Kendrick. I, have, I have I have Kendrick in there in my gotcha. fifth spot. Um, I think he's coming there. Is anybody today you're really enjoying listening to? You can say Freddie Gibbs again and make Brian happy if you want to. I will say this. I think I enjoy listening to Kendrick more than Nas Ooh. on my top five list. Interesting. Um, I think sometimes he raps with this with a similar ferocity as Eminem, mm-hmm. um, which, is, which is really nice to, to hear for sure. I just – when discussing the greatest of all time, I think you always kind of pay – pay homage to like the goats and the the elder statesmen yep until like one of the young guys really kicks in the door mm. you know what i'm saying i think he's done that you yeah. know what i'm saying i think i think he's like like knocking really hard <laughs> like banging on the door like let me in but he hasn't just full fledged just like Three hundred kicked the door yeah. and it fell down and now he's like he's got time I'm though he's, but he's got more than enough time he's probably what more halfway halfway through his career maybe he's, he's tw- what twenty yeah, seven I mean, eight twenty he's thirty actually thirty Kendrick's actually thirty that's wow. still that's he's 30. still young though yeah yeah I mean yeah. I mean yeah I, th- I, I think and if you somebody wants to say he's kicking down the door like you said I'm I'm totally fine with that I think he's a tremendous artist in hip hop today. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I'm not even going to deny my fandom, but he's somebody who's mm-hmm. come along recently that has wowed me, has given yeah. me that that kind of wow factor in hip hop. Yeah. You're, you're a West Coast guy. So, what are your views on, I guess, West Coast hip hop? Is Snoop one of your favorites? Do you listen to some of the West Coast guys now, like Vince Staples and YG? Because I was shocked. Oh. You, didn't, you didn't have a, a West Coast legend in your top. No, five. I didn't. Yeah. You didn't. I didn't. Um, that, that's just in terms of my preference and what I kind of like to listen to and what, what I know of hip-hop. I mean, Snoop is obviously a legend. Mm-hmm. Um, N.W.A. obviously helped pave the, the whole way. You know what I mean? YG right now? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Club bangers? <laughs> He's up there. Yeah. In terms of, like, <laughs> like true, like, lyricism and rap quality, like, he spits some stuff, but it's not like I'm going to put him in, like, a, like a Jay-Z conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. But in terms of, like, 
just riding down the street. I want to crank volume up to 10 and just, you know what I'm saying, just vibe out. Oh, got yeah. that. YG's in that. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy. So, so you mess with him. You mess with Easy, him. Easy, for sure. Him. For what sure. about, okay, so Damian Lillard has an album coming out. I think October uh-huh. 6th. Really? Have you? Yeah, I'm dead no, serious. Seriously, this is news to me. I'm dead serious. I did not know that. No, I'm dead serious. first one was solid. His first one was solid. I've heard songs from him. I didn't even know. I, I knew he had an album before. Yeah. Damn, I don't know. Nice. Another one coming up. Dave, yeah. Dave, Dave can spit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And he, he puts solid. songs together really well. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm shocked. I just didn't know. It was breaking news to me. So, I guess this is a two-part question. One, I was going to ask if you listen to him, but apparently you do. Um, two... Do you write it all like oh, in your nah, time? Yeah, we nah. get a feed on the Nah, 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 nah. That's that's not that's not my cup of tea. Now, in terms of listening to Dame, like had to give it an ear. Like I had to see, like, all right, other NBA player like rapping, like mm-hmm. what's happening? Like, is it a Kobe situation or is, can, he really, <laughs> can he really can he really rap? And and he's he's good, man. But um, what about Shumpert? Shumpert was okay. Mm. Is Damian Lillard the, the best yeah. NBA rapper of all time? I mean, no, no, no. Master P. Oh, that counts. NBA player. That ca- oh, that's counts. true. Like oh, that counts. <laughs> yeah. I forgot so about that. So Dame is wow. second. Yo, you, you up, you up on it? Cause yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Bought it, bought it. Yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So Master so, P. Tenley does count. Yeah. And I'm glad you didn't put him in that the Kobe, Shaq. No, no, kind no, no, of no, no, no. He, he can, he can actually rap. There's a difference. Yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> Kobe's little thing that he was doing. Look, second grade shooting guard all the time. My favorite player of all time. <laughs> I grew up with his career. Right. Right. He don't need to be behind the mic, never again, ever, ever. Kobe's great no. in many things. Mm. Yes, but when they put no. up the eight and twenty-four this year, nobody's gonna be like, "Yo, he had them bars." Yeah, no, nobody, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, nobody. We, we not doing that. Dame though, Dame, Dame can spit. Spencer, no. So we we are not. Even though for people who are listening to podcasts, you can't see. If you're watching the podcast, you will see Spencer's holding the mic like he's ready to give us some. Bar, oh yeah, but yeah. it's not happening. That is nah, true. nah, it's not happening. So, if you want like a eloquent. Like haiku or something, then you give me like 15 minutes. Maybe I got one for you. But like, Yo, in terms of a haiku, in man. terms of like a full all rap, 16 bar, nah, not give, not not nah, giving. You're not giving. Nah. You're not giving Dame the feature. Nah, the nah, no, no feature. Oh, I, I sit there and I say, Dame, you gotta, you gotta be a fella. Like, I'll, I'll listen. You see, you gotta know what your limitations are too. You gotta know what you can exactly. do, what you can't do. Let yeah. me ask you this before we go. You uh, every week, you know, we're in NBA locker rooms. We see mm-hmm. guys, you know, before the games, they're jamming out, listening stuff. Ooh. This season oh, is yeah. this season's coming up. What what are you gonna have on your playlist? What are you listening to to get your your mind right before the Ooh. game? What what what's Spence listening to? It, it's tough. I'm actually before the game. I'm not a real hype guy. I'm not a real music okay. guy. So, like, I'm more so just chilling. Like, I'm, mm. like, huh. laser focused. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe maybe texting my girl so she'll, like, calm me down so I'm not too, like, locked in, seeing, seeing how she's doing. There you go. There you okay. Go. See, everybody everybody gets, gets ready for the game differently. Doesn't mean everybody throws in their beats, whatever headphones they have, and everybody gets ready differently. Well, we want to wish you a ton of... Of success this season you, coming up with the Nets. That's right. Uh, someday you will be part of the trivia question too about who was the first professional athlete to come oh, yeah. on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, and it's going to be you. 
Hey, man, I appreciate it. Oh, I love man. being a part of history. We, we, we appreciate you. We're going to see you uh, media day throughout the season, a bunch in the locker room. And hopefully, you know, when you see us in the locker room, don't act like you don't know us. <laughs> hopefully you got some food in the locker, some mac and cheese or something you can pass to us. Oh, I got you. I got you. Go, this food in the media room, it, it could be a it's, little better. Sorry, right. Nets, it could be a little better. But hey, that's, that's, that's but that has nothing me. to do with you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know the team, team makes sure you guys eat good. <laughs> uh, so it's good. Spencer, thank you thank you for joining us thank once again. Much. That's it for episode three of the Hard Cell Podcast. See what we have next week coming up. Thanks for listening, guys. 82 and 0.